Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of What a Hardo, presented to you by Hardo Sports and Guy Boston Sports. I'm your host, Colin Canada. I'm alongside my guys, Anthony D. Simone and Mike Contento. Uh, again, a little bit of a break. Life comes at you fast when uh, you know you're seniors in college, for the case of Mike and Anthony, and in graduate school, in my case. Uh, but been working some Sacred Heart Division One basketball games. The boys have been. Uh, doing well shout out anthony new job so things have been going well for us just been really busy uh trying to take those next steps in our lives and our careers uh but couldn't go through a uh a super bowl week leading up to a brady mahomes super bowl without getting on here uh and doing an episode uh both for your sake if you're listening to this and both for our sake honestly because we're gonna have a good time doing it um so like I said, it's Brady Mahomes. Uh, I think if you could drop a Super Bowl like at the beginning of the season, especially in a year like this where Tom Brady leaves New England after, you know, our whole lifetimes being their quarterback. Um, I don't have to tell you that story. You've heard it a thousand times. Um, but, you know, to go to you know a new spot, take them through the NFC. And, I, you know, I said it. I have it in writing, guys. I said before the playoffs he's going or I shouldn't say before the playoffs. Before, after he beat Washington, before he played the Saints, I said, how poetic would it be if he beats Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes to get a seventh? Like, at that point, don't you just have to hang up the cleats? So there's storyline galore. Um, Mahomes, obviously the best doing it now. Brady, the best to have ever done it, most likely. Uh, if you have a decent and reasonable opinion, you probably think that, as I do. Um, so, like I said, there's so much to talk about here. I want to kind of bounce around with you guys. Uh, I know this is a little different for you guys because I have the Tom Brady connection. It's a little bit more uh, objective for two New York Jets fans who really don't enjoy either of these teams for any particular reason. Um, so, Anthony, what's your biggest storyline in this Super Bowl? Uh, what, what are you looking at as we you know, kind of count down the clock to game time? Yeah, I mean, storylines galore as you talk about. We get Mahomes and Brady, and it, it might be corny of me to go this route, just focusing on Mahomes and Brady, but I think – this is a fun one because it's sort of a 10 years from now storyline and not a Monday after the Super Bowl storyline. Uh, so not that I have a particularly strong stance on this either way. I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts on this. But, you know, just looking at this head-to-head Super Bowl where we have, a, a you know, as young as you could be in Pat Mahomes and as old as you could be in Tom Brady, uh, you, you know, potentially if Mahomes' career skyrockets the way, you know, everybody sort of, you know, takes as assumption at this point what could this mean one way or the other for a long-term goat conversation uh between these two players say you know Mahomes finishes his career around the five or six ring mark um what does a head-to-head win mean in terms of the grand scheme of things all right I'll give you my opinion real quick if Mahomes wins this Super Bowl that would mean he has two uh you're chasing Brady's six but I think if you beat him in the Super Bowl and you get to five, um, you could be in the conversation. I just think it comes down to, and I know uh, this will resonate with you guys, not to take a jab here, but you're the the big LeBron guys. And, you know, there's something to be said for how hard it is to get there, you know, so many times. Like, at the end of the day, even if Tom loses, he's still bent to 10-1-6. No one's going to say, oh, you went six for 10. You're, you're garbage. You know what I mean? Like, Patrick Mahomes is immediately better than you. Like, it all, it all comes down to, I think, that kind of balance between how many he's played and how many he's won and kind of what the ratio is, uh, if that makes sense. But if you – I think if you lose, if you're Mahomes, that's all, all that I just said is assuming he wins. If you lose, then I think it's probably dead in the water now. Like – if you've lost, think about it. Patrick Mahomes six and one in his career in the postseason right now. Uh, make it six and two, and your two losses are to Tom Brady. And both times you lost to Tom Brady, he's the one who held the trophy at the end of the season. It's a little tough to justify. Okay, I was in what was supposed to be entering my prime. He was, you know, shocking the world by still even being playing. You know. Yeah, I mean, and I'll kind of piggyback off of that. Um, I think, you know, if Patrick Mahomes wants to keep himself in the GOAT debate, you know, I don't think he thinks about that at all. But obviously, you know, legacies compared. If Tom Brady gets to a seventh Super Bowl, you know, and wins it, I think it doesn't really matter. Uh, There's no possible way, you know, obviously Mahomes mathematically could pass him, but 
I think, you know, seven Super Bowls in a career is tough. But, you know, if you think about it, Tom Brady's really the first quarterback to where you've really seen, you know, the longevity. And obviously with TB12, you know, you know, something in sports that in maybe the last 10 years that's become very, you know, nutrition and, you know, keeping your body. We've seen the quarterback rules kind of become laxed in the last few years, not taking as many hits. So I think you never know, you know, how this generation of quarterbacks is going to benefit from, you know, maybe a trailblazer, I'd say, and Tom Brady. Um, You know, who knows who's to say that Mahomes doesn't play into his 40s. So uh, Yeah, I think think that's the biggest question, by the way. I think that's the biggest question is you have to – like, I, I'm not doubting that Patrick Mahomes will continue to have success, you know, into at least his late 30s. But you have to, like, have that longevity. You know, you like it's not that he's not going to be good enough. It's that, you know, the best ability is availability, as they say. Um, so it would be important because Tom Brady had pretty much an immaculate sheet of health throughout his career besides the one season where, you know, Bernard Pollard tore his ACL. That's, you know, still a bad memory. But if you make it through your career, like Tom Brady, you're right, Mike, has now paved the way, right? Like if you're a quarterback, are you not doing some variation of the, the TB12 method, like to just make your body be able to hold up and take hits? Because really that's what it is. Tom Brady's been getting hit for 22 years, 26 if you add in Michigan, and he is still holding up. So longevity will play into that, but it, it is a a good topic, Anthony. What you asked us what our opinions yeah. are on it. What is what is your opinion on it? Yeah, so I think looking at this game and all other things being equal, basically I think this Super Bowl is worth two. Either way, Colin, as you said, right? Like Mahomes wins this one and finishes with five to Brady six. I think he's got maybe he maybe he's not the GOAT, but he's got a legitimate claim. Like there I could definitely sit at a bar in 20 years and hear somebody make the argument for Patrick Mahomes being the GOAT, and I would not throw that out the window. I could definitely hear that. I think if he loses, he's got to get to, like, 8, or, like, he's got to win 8 and get to, like, 10 or something ridiculous like that. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think big implications, obviously, I, as Mike said, not nothing for Mahomes to be thinking about, like, in any near future, just sort of a fun, like, uh, we're sitting around mm-hmm. the table. Let's talk about it, what it could be in 10 years. Um, but, yeah, I think ultimately the head-to-head matchup makes it worth two rings for, for Mahomes in that debate. Yeah, no, I I actually like that because it's an easy way to phrase it. Like, you know, if Brady gets that head-to-head, then Mahomes would have to have, like, one or two more than him yeah. to make up the ground. And, and, you know, vice versa for Mahomes making up ground if he beats him. So I, I, I like that phrasing. And, you know, it's something that, I would expect we'll be hearing about for the next, what, 10, 15, you know, however many years Patrick Mahomes sticks around and even probably beyond then. But, you know, the, the way the, the world works, uh, I'm sure there'll be a new toy by then that everybody's, you know, fantasizing over. But, you know, Mahomes, you haven't seen anything like it uh, really, I guess, since Brady. I know they're completely different players on the, you know, physical and what they can do spectrum, but they both, you know, coming into the league and getting to a bunch of Super Bowls early in your career uh, is, is at least similar. Um, so sticking kind of with the Tom Brady thing, my storyline, you know, I have to do it. I got to twist in the Patriots some way, somehow. Um, and I've heard Bucks fans saying, like, oh, I can't wait for us to win and Patriots fans to make it about themselves and this and that. And it's like, don't do that. If you're a Patriots fan, don't do that. Like, sit in the sit in the back row and the nosebleeds and just enjoy it for what it is that Tom's still good. Like, if you have spite for Tom, fine. Be angry. Root for the Chiefs. I, I couldn't be me. But, um, you know, like, I, it just – it's so uh, concentrated on the Patriots still. Even, like, I think last week – uh, the Bills game, Tony Romo, as the game ends, like Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen are shaking hands at the end of the game. And Tony Romo is like, oh, don't count out New England. Bill Belichick with cap space. They'll be back in the AFC picture. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, I, you know, I love to insert my Patriots where I can, but it, it is literally Patriots derangement syndrome. Like pay, people cannot stop talking about the Patriots, uh, and they're still doing it. So there's plenty of, uh, you know, talking heads out there, we'll call them who keep, you know, perpetuating the Brady-Belichick issue and who's more responsible for the dynasty. And then you have Danny Amendola come out and, like, 
I was the biggest Dola guy playoff, you know, playoff Danny. Like he was, he was getting it done. And, uh, you know, he comes out and he says, oh, well, the Patriot way was Tom Brady. You know, people went to Foxborough to play with Tom Brady, not to play for Bill Belichick. And it's like, okay, Danny, whatever. And, you know, then that gets more people talking and everybody's starting to kind of pile up on Bill Belichick. Like, I think that's fair to say that Bill Belichick's had a rough few weeks uh, with Brady's success, um, at least in the media. I'm sure Bill actually I don't know. I would say it doesn't bother him, but I think Bill is low key petty like that, like that. He might be actually consuming every single headline and taking notes uh, to, you know, maybe get the last laugh in some way, shape or form. But I just don't see how you can penalize Belichick's. Uh, importance to the dynasty that was the Patriots because Brady had success elsewhere. I think obviously he was going to have success elsewhere. I don't think anyone, even the Belichick people were ever saying that it's all Belichick and this and that, like Tom made the plays. Tom was clutch. Tom had those winning drives, but I mean, Bill Belichick is being written off. Like he had nothing to do with this Patriots dynasty. And I mean, how many guys played crucial roles in the dynasty that Bill finds off the scrap heap and turns into good players and finds new way to utilize guys who haven't been, you know, you know, made the most of in their careers. Like you have to give Bill some credit. He's a defensive mastermind. He's made big calls in big situations, being aggressive, knowing when to be aggressive, when to not be. I mean, it's just crazy to me that we have to always play this game, right? Like, I think I tweeted that the other day. We always have to be playing this game of putting people up against each other. And I think it's just like the way society and sports is nowadays with social media. It's like every day you see, oh, this guy's better than that guy. And this guy with the, you know, the better, the greater than symbol, like we're in algebra class. Like, oh, this guy over that. It's just, you know, you have to debate everything and I get it, but I just don't see how Bill can keep catching strays. Like, you can't take away his role in six championships and nine Super Bowls. Like, you, you just can't. You can't. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, and I don't know if I want to take, like, a Brady-Belichick stance here. I, I think, ultimately, I'll, I'll leave it short like this. Like, I think, ultimately, does Bill Belichick win six rings with anybody at quarterback other than Tom Brady? No. No. I I. Does he win rings, though? He probably does. Does Tom Brady win six rings with another coach? I don't think he wins six, but I think he wins more than Belichick goes to with another quarterback. Um, fair. I think, and I think, by the way, I think that was fair. I don't think this Buccaneers era has anything to do with that. I would have told you that, you know, two years ago, I would have told you that. Um, so does this game have as big of an impact on it as, like, you know, first take and whatever other show that you watch in the morning wants you to think it has on it? Probably not. I mean, to, to football guys and, like, you know, to us, I don't think that I'm going to look at this and be like, man, Bruce Arians, like, he was the key. Like, it was never Bill. Like, you know, just it had to be a guy. It could have been anybody. Like, I don't know about that. But, you know, I, I, I do think that that point has a little validity that Brady probably makes it, uh, wins more Super Bowls without Bill than Bill wins without Brady. Yeah, and I can respect that. And like I said, the you know, and even Bill says this, like there are clips, players win games. Like, you know, we help them be in the city, but players win games. Like that's just the way sports work, not even just football. So, yeah, I I agree. It should be more Brady's credit, but it's like, you know, Danny Amendola, like Bill Belichick kept your career alive. You're still playing football because of what Bill Belichick did and Josh McDaniels and those guys did. And, like, I, I just don't know why everyone has to have that slam dunk headline. But it was good. Matt Light, former Patriots center, uh, said, I think Danny Amendola is just a South Pole elf. That's what he said. So I was like, that'll that'll probably get Danny. Short little guy. Don't call uh, me an elf. Yeah, yeah. It'll, 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 it'll get him going. All right, Mike, your biggest storyline in the Super Bowl. Let's hear it. All right. Um, well, I personally think that, and I don't want to, you know, tease the next segment, but I personally think that this game is going to be, you know, a big offensive shootout. Um, you know, I quite literally have in the document, how will we not see offense in this game? And I don't think that's to discredit the defenses. Um, defensive no, because they've been pretty good to yeah. both sides. Both I sides. agree. Um, defensive coordinators, Todd Bowles for the Buccaneers and Steve Spagnuolo, uh, you know, for the Chiefs. I think I've done, both done a pretty good job. You know, if you look, there's some defensive stars on both teams. 
Um, like you said, Colin, they've both played well in the playoffs, but the Chiefs have the best offensive talent, um, you know, in the league by far, <laughs> multiple positions, and the Buccaneers have the best quarterback of all time. So I just think we're going to, you know, sit back. We're going to watch an absolute entertainment fest for three and a half hours. Lots of points. There's going to be, you know, who's the, it's the weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah. Weekend, you know, 20 minute halftime. I think we're going to have a good time. And I think there's going to be, you know, first to 40, honestly, because every time the Chiefs step on the field, I feel like it should be guaranteed 30 points. I think they're averaging 41-ish in the um, this season. I could be wrong. But they, I, I just think there's the defenses just are going to have too tough of a time. And we're going to enjoy some offense, folks. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I disagree. Uh, like you said, we're teasing our next segment a little bit. Um, one thing you said, the halftime show, I mean, can we just like do away with the halftime show? I mean, at the halftime show, it just drags out and it feels so much longer than a normal halftime. And it's like, I just want the second half now. I mean, the, the halftime, I need 10 minutes, bathroom, food re-up and maybe a live bet. I need 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't need all the theatrics and the lights. Like I'm here for football, but I, you know, I guess that's how they keep the other, what? 60% of America who's not a passionate NFL fan tuned in. I was just about to say, you have more casual fans with eyes on this screen than any other game. You, like, <laughs> they've got to somehow cater to that. And this, I mean, there's a reason why the Super Bowl does the biggest television ratings out of any other event in the year. Like, I'm pretty sure that is true, that they have the best ratings at anything in the year. So, I mean, you know, if you get a good show, though, Kyle, like, can I get some dancing sharks? Can I get the Katy Perry bringing back the dancing sharks one time? <laughs> I mean, like if you get if you get one of those, you know, tweet worthy moments, I'm I'm here for it. I'm not gonna lie though, there's nothing that's gonna top last year's J Lo and Shakira performance. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, anything. well there's nothing in the book that you could pull out that's gonna beat that one, in my opinion. It, you know, when if you wanna put like a little analogy, Shakira and J Lo are as supreme in their craft as are Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. So if not more so. <laughs> I think that's a I think that's a very fair and reasonable way to put it. Um, that can also keep me out of trouble. But Mike, going going off it's your storyline, I I got to finish with a punchline here. You know, kind of tie the halftime. If you're thinking there's going to be a lot of points, it's safe to say that the offenses will not be blinded by the light like the weekend will be. Ah. <laughs> Whoa. Guys, seen the Pepsi commercial way close. too many times. Way yeah. too many times. Yeah, yeah. He pulls up the guy's like, oh, my God, it's actually him. Yeah, it's the ongoing joke. Hey, you know who's doing the, the Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, no, I, I haven't seen. All right. Uh, we want to get into our picks. We're going to kind of break down. Those were the storylines, kind of the, the extra stuff off the field, media-driven stuff. Uh, we want to talk about the actual football aspect of this game. Um, so we're going to go through. We're going to do our spread picks and our over-under picks um, and kind of, like, break down actually why we think so, what we kind of think the game flow will be. Because um, I think this game is kind of all over the place. Like, you've got a lot of people who think over a lot of people who think under a lot of people who think you know they're gonna have to score a ton of points and duel it out but then you have the you know the aspect that both defenses have been better than advertised to get these teams here so uh there's there's a lot to break down um so I guess we'll start with the spread the spread is at minus three um and I know you have an opinion on the spread uh but just real quick I think my opinion is if they put it at three and a half it would be so much money coming into the Buccaneers uh, and then, you know, Brady wins. You don't want to if you're Vegas, uh, you don't want to have too much uh, of your of your stock against Tom Brady because, you know, people will bet on him uh, just because, you know, he kind of has a cult following here. Um, so, yeah, I think three is perfect. Uh, I think there's a scenario where everybody pushes on Super Bowl Sunday because, like, I mean, I could I could see it coming down to the wire. Um you know, a, a late Chiefs field, like, who knows, uh, overtime, like anything is really possible. Um, so I think they got it right, putting it at three. And I think, honestly, if you ask me after last week's games or two weeks ago now, 
um, what the line would be before the line even came out, I think I probably would have said three because it kind of leaves nobody really feels great about three. You know what I mean? Like there's two sides to it. Um, and nobody can really feel great about three because you have that push looming. But it, it, I'll, I'll let you run away with it, Anthony. You had some good analysis. Uh, on the spread, I mean, yeah, you kind of hit the point, though, that, like, you know, the books are going to try and protect themselves at the end of the day, like, where that three pushes everybody, like you said. I don't think that's, you know, completely out of the realm. Um, I think, I mean... I. Three and a half to me feels like the right number, but they, again, they're going to try and protect themselves. They're going to do what they want to do with it. Um, I don't three know. And, I mean, three and a half would definitely urge more bucks money, and I think even at three, from what I've read, there's already a good amount of bucks money. So I almost wouldn't even be surprised if maybe you saw a late two and a half. What would you think about that? Like, would that be too crazy? Because then everything it's going to go all the way back the other way. You know what I mean? Like, I was that's just why three I'd, is so crazy. I'd, ha- I'd venture to say that if two and a half, like there would be more money thrown on Kansas City giving two and a half than the Bucks getting three and a half. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I yeah. would, I would definitely up my ante if that was the number. Yeah. I'm not going to win my pick that early, but I went up the edge. And if you can win on a field goal with Kansas City, you feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah. But it is weird. It is weird with Kansas City. I mean, I think they're like one and eight in their last nine on covering the spread. It's like they're the classic win but never cover team recently. And it's kind of weird. They finally covered uh, against Buffalo um, last week, but they didn't cover against Cleveland. They hadn't covered several of the, the final weeks in the regular season. So Kansas city, despite popular belief that they just blow the doors off teams, they do kind of get into that, you know, into that situation where it's possession for possession late in the game. And Mahomes always seems to pull it out and they win, but they definitely get themselves into some hairy situations. So I think regardless, the game's going to be close. I think personally, turnovers are going to have a huge uh, a huge role in this game or if there are no turnovers that will have a huge role because the bucks have ridden six turnovers in the three playoff games they've played they've literally ridden those those turnovers into the super bowl like because they've gotten such good field position that tom's just you know had to you know convert on a 30 yard field and and put the ball in the end zone and if you can get turnovers for your team and put Tom Brady in good field position, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape, uh, if you ask me. But uh, it's tough because then it comes to do the Chiefs ever turn the ball over? Like, I know Mahomes has thrown a few interceptions, but it's unlikely, right? I Listen, and I would venture to say, even before we get to is Mahomes going to throw a pick or not, like, on the flip side of that, there have been some errant, like, Tom Brady definitely looks over the age of 40 throws in this postseason, too. Yeah, like, I mean, a couple... You know, in that Saints game, a couple of those floated up there. Like there, I I feel like there was one real bad decision pick, and then two just like flutters that the ball just hung up forever. And you know, that might be more on the physical side, but what what have you? I mean, Brady has not been error free this postseason at all. So, like you said, Kyle, if he, if Brady makes that one sort of you know, lapse in judgment, which I would venture to say is less likely than, you know, a physical error and he just couldn't get the ball out right. I mean, he they, they might not see the ball back after that. I don't I don't know that Mahomes throws a pick in this game. Yeah, I mean I kind of agree with that one, Ant. Um I don't see Mahomes being too uh, careless with the ball. You know, maybe we'll see one just off of, you know, how many times he's gonna drop back, you know, I'm I'm sure somewhere near yeah that batted 40. ball or something yeah somewhere near that 40 range you know a lot of possibilities you know 40 dropbacks 50 dropbacks whatever it's going to be um tom brady like you said turned it over three times you know there were a couple more where you know godwin swatted it away or came down with actually uh i want to say in the first quarter where it was just a terrible terrible read terrible throw Godwin just, you know, 6'4", 6'3", whatever he is, goes up and gets it. Um, you know, to to talk about the line, I don't see, you know, too much movement one way or the other because, like you said, I think if it's two and a half Chiefs, lots of money, you know, pours in on the Chiefs. And if it's three and a half bucks, lots of money is going to pour in on the bucks last minute. And, I, you know, I don't know, you know, it's, I think it's kind of pick your poison in this game, like, you know, there's a lot of confidence to ride the Chiefs. You, 
Chiefs were 15 and one this year. Realistically, you buy down to two and a half at maybe minus 130, you know, that way, or, you know, minus 130 the other way for the, for the Bucks, or, you know, maybe you go money line Bucks and, you know, take a little bit of juice. I, I you know, you're riding the best quarterback talent right now and, and, you know, the possible goat forever. Yeah. Collins got it right he's, there. He's looking. He's looking to add another year to this. Looking uh, to add another year to Collins' T-shirt. Although I don't know if Collins <laughs> gonna add it to the T-shirt. No, I'll but, just have to order another one for forty-two dollars or whatever they're charging over at TV Twelve. Vegas, Vegas knows what they're doing, and like you said, Colin, Patrick Mahomes has kind of been like a magician this year, pulling a lot of things out late. He's like a um, he's like an NBA Jam player. He make you know. He gets one drive going, and all of a sudden, it's like he's hot. He's on fire. Everything's going in. He's making all sorts of throws. They score three, four times in a row. So you never know what's going to happen. It's the Super Bowl, baby. Let's go. I'm excited for Sunday, guys. Yeah, so when you break down the game, it it would actually – I think the – and I, I mentioned this a little bit before. I think the perception is that the Chiefs defense isn't really that great and it hasn't been that great throughout really this whole run for them but they've been all right I mean they were 16th in yards against and 16th in yards against isn't terrible when you're first in yards for you know like so you're inevitably going to keep your defense off the field a little bit by being so good at offense that 16th is not the end of the world uh, if you force a few turnovers and they've been able to do it. So I don't think the Chiefs defense is actually that bad. And they have some like legitimate playmakers like Chris Jones can make a play, get a strip sack that flips a game around. Tyron Matthew can make a play that flips the game around. So, I mean, they I think they're not great. The Bucks defense is definitely the better of the two units for sure. But, you know, the, the Chiefs are well coached and I, I, you know, I hate to say it. But, Mike, you said it before the show, right? Spags uh, twice against the the Brady Patriots in the Super Bowl and definitely had some success so he'll uh, he'll see what he can do against the Brady Buccaneers now but um yeah I think it's two good defenses and two good offenses and I would say I, I don't know tell me if you disagree with me but it's slight or not so, a larger margin between the Bucks being better than the Chiefs on defense than the Chiefs being better than the Bucks on offense in my opinion that might be a hot take do you think the gap's bigger the Bucks defense has a wider gap on the Chiefs defense than the Chiefs offense has on the Bucks offense. In a Super Bowl, yeah, because it's Tom Brady. Like I'm riding Tom Brady. Like, ooh, I don't know. I don't know if I. Agree I with just that think one. right now, right here, right now, like the Chiefs, the Chiefs defense has been beatable. The Bucks defense has like won them games. Like the Bucks defense, the fumbles, the you know. Uh, Murphy Bunting takes it back to the half yard line against the Saints, like just yeah, making but, big. I mean, plays. when you go back to the the infancy of the Bucks offense this season, and it was not yeah. okay. But January football is what matters, and you're it, right. It, you know, no, no, you're, listen, I I don't even know that you're wrong. I'm not even going to sit here and say that you're wrong. I'm no, just, I recognize it was a hot take when I said it. Like yeah. I, when you preface something with maybe a hot yeah, take, yeah. Like, I'm know? trying to. I'm, I'm not even for, for my own sake. I'm not challenging you. Like for my own sake, I'm trying to work it out in my head and think like, all right, the Bucks offense like earlier in the year was not the same Bucks offense that it's been. But don't you think the Chiefs offense is not quite as you know, score 40 points as they once were. Well, like I do. I mean, I do. And I'm going to get into one of my point total pick that I do. But, I mean, yeah. I, it, and the Chiefs, I think, have been using a little bit more clock. Like, obviously, they still are going to have their quick strikes here and there. But the typical Chiefs drive now is really long. Like, they're mixing in a couple runs, a couple screen passes, always working over the middle of the field. And, by the know, way, really when you winding brought, the play clock. When you brought up game flow before, I think that's what we're going to see – maybe even more so in the Super Bowl than we have the rest of the postseason. Like, they might try and eat some of that clock just knowing that, Colin, maybe they agree with you. Maybe they agree that the Bucks defense, like, and the Chiefs defense gap is just too wide, and they, they don't want to leave that maybe too much to chance. I think you might see Kansas City go uncharacteristically slower. Like, you, people might be sitting at home watching this game going, uh, where, where's, like, this high-powered, where's the scoring, where's this, where's that? I, personally, I, I think they might try and, you know, play that game on purpose. Well, wouldn't it be interesting to see the Chiefs kind of use the strategy that Tom and Bill, when Tom was in New England, used against them was let's just have slow drives. Like, 
we almost don't even want to pick up 30 yards per play or even look for that. Like we want to just yeah, get five, down. six yards. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, you know, always have third and shorts and always be able to just keep the, you know, keep the chains moving and keep the clock turning. Um, so that, you know, that'll be interesting for sure. And I think it will uh, go into the over-under pick. So let's uh, let's go with our picks now because um, I'm sure, you know, we'll have more analysis as we go. Um, I'll let you go first, Anthony. Super Bowl 55, uh, you know, the, the new boy on the block, new kid on the block versus the old goat. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the Chiefs minus three. And it was not an easy pick. And I'm going to tell you folks right now, whichever way I said this to these guys before, you know, getting on the air, whichever way you pick in this game, you have to 100% and undeniably understand the other side of the coin in that. Because I know for a fact, if I take the Chiefs minus three and I get beat by Tom Brady, like, you know what? Listen, I'll be really mad if the Bucks just, like, cover and the Bucks don't win. Like, if I'm going to lose that bet, I really want Brady to win. So, you know, I understand that if I lose that bet, man, I picked against Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Like, that was pretty stupid. However, I could live with that more than I could live with, man, I, I got caught up in the allure of Tom Brady going for his seventh Super Bowl, and I overlooked somehow the best team in football. Like, the unquestionable, I think, in my mind, best team in football for sure probably has by the for, way for right for sure right they probably has been they for the have better been. part of 30 months at this point right like <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just been yeah. it's been insane so for me that's why i can live with that pick more than the other way uh, I'm, I'm going with the chiefs all right um, I'll, I'll i'll go i'll go second mike because i'm gonna take right. things up here i'm that's gonna go fair. with Tampa bay plus three um I'm going to give you some analysis, but first and foremost, I'm going to tell you that if you thought I was doing anything different than this, well, then you just haven't watched the show and you just don't know me. This your first episode. Welcome. (laughs) Yeah, literally. You fell off the milk truck yesterday because I am most certainly taking Tom Brady plus points in a Super Bowl. Um, I would be crazy not to. I, I've just seen I've seen the story so many times, and I understand. Look, he he's not perfect. There's a reason he's six for nine. He's lost a couple Super Bowls, but think about it. Every Super Bowl, and I know I've said this before in different episodes. Every Super Bowl, Tom Brady put them in a chance where they could have won the game. Both Giants Super Bowls, defense blows it. Eagles Super Bowl, we couldn't get one stop. He was scoring at will, and we just couldn't get a stop. Excuse me. Anyways, you 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 look kind of at the Brady clutch and and just the way the game seems to come so slow to him in these big moments. And, you know, like the end of the half, like that play to Scotty Miller, like that was such a big play in that game and made such a big difference. And that's just like those moments where I think Tom Brady is just on another level. He just, he finds a way to come up and, and really hit you with that shot in the gut. Like right before halftime, he did it to the chiefs a couple years ago in Arrowhead, Philip Dorsett with, you know, 10 seconds left in the, in the half. Like when you think your your worst case scenario is you're about to give up a field goal, the next thing you know, the ball's in the end zone and it's just a backbreaker. Like I've just seen Tom be so clutch that I have to believe in it. Uh, he's just a big game player. Big game players make big time plays, man. And, you know, Tom Brady's probably the biggest time that I'll, I'll ever see play the sport. So uh, as much as, you know, the Mahomes uh, – look, I, I'm a Mahomes guy. Just I hate the Chiefs, I obviously, because – you know, in the tail end of the Brady run, it was it was our rival and stuff like that. But you got to love Mahomes. Like Mahomes is great for the NFL. He's so much fun to watch. Um, you, you love seeing Mahomes out there on a Sunday. Like you're crazy if you don't. But I just I have to I have to stick with my guy. Um, you know, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm not going to take credit for. I'm not going to like try to take ownership for another ring. You know, I, I do. I got my Michigan hat, my TB12 shirt on. I'm I'm paying homage from afar. Um, and I'll be pretty passionately rooting for Tom. Um, I, I ain't going to lose too much sleep over it, but it once your guy, always your guy. Um, I've never bet against him literally ever. Uh, and I'm not about to start now just cause he's wearing some different colors. Um, I also think low key, I know there's not going to, you can't fire the cannons and they don't have their own fans. I think the home Super Bowl thing in a year like this is actually a decent advantage. Like, I think it, it helps the Bucks. I don't know how much it helps the Bucks, but it certainly can't hurt the Bucks. In in, in any scenario, I think it's a it has a, a at least a positive impact on them. What do you think? You're shaking your head. 
I I think for lack of travel, like, is probably the most, you know, benefit that you get. Just yeah, the fact that you guys don't have to get on a plane. Right now, you know what I mean? Like, comfort is big. Like, yeah. I just think, I think you lose the, uh, like, I think you lose, I mean, you know, I don't have to say it, but you lose the crowd aspect of it. Like, you're not getting your home, you know, as much of a home crowd as you might have in a regular year. Yeah, I... I don't know. I just there's something to be said about something feeling natural and routine. Yeah. No, no, like, I agree. Times like like I said, I don't know how much it helps, but it's a little. It's just a little something extra that it's like. Well, it can't hurt the Buccaneers. It might not help them, but it can't hurt them. So it's 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 worth at least noting. Um, and you know, just in conclusion, he's in his tenth Super Bowl. He's going for a win number seven. Uh, it's history regardless. Like. Just take it all in, enjoy it. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, they, it's the same thing, like you guys say with LeBron James. Like, you know, stop complaining. You're witnessing greatness. And, you know, never been a LeBron fan, but it's true. Uh, you, you are. You're witnessing something you may never see again. So to take it all in with Tom Brady. I'm certainly going to enjoy it. Uh, it's sad the season has to come to an end, but I don't think there's any better way for it to come to an end than, you know, Bucks 31, Chiefs 28. Just threw it out there. Right off the dome. Just threw it out there. Solid. I mean, Colin, I mean, before I start, I just want you to move one way, you know, left or right. Just enough so we could see the Tom Brady jersey behind (laughs) you. I mean, for the YouTube people, you could see it. I'm glad you noticed that, Mike. Colin just gave his pick. (laughs) Talked about one player where he is... Has the jersey of yeah. By the way, never mind talking about the game team. or anything. I just talked yeah. about Tom Brady for talked five about minutes. one guy. I take it every time. Repping the Brady <laughs> jersey in the background, repping the Brady shirt, repping the Michigan hat. It's a little thing we like to call here at Heart of Sports par for par. the course. Yeah, so it's par. on brand. It's definitely on brand for so sure. So par. All right. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm gonna get into my picks. Um, first of all, over 56. Over 56, over 56, please. Just don't don't be the guy who takes the under during the Super Bowl. Just don't do it. Especially not these teams. Like, it's not even like I'm giving. Like, you didn't even foul. give us your game pick yet. You're, he's so fired up for the over-under. Is, what is it going to be? Um, so is it Tommy or Patrick? Well, I think either way, um, I highly advise buying the half point. I think it's going to be a three-point game regardless. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna discount, I'm gonna take everything just from this year. I'm not gonna look at Brady's career, I'm not gonna look at, um, previous times Spagnolo's went against Brady or Patrick Mahomes versus Brady in 2018 or 2019. I'm just gonna look at it this year. And you have two offenses who are very good but can go stagnant at times. Um, I think you just have to take the better QB. I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes minus two and a half. Uh, Chiefs minus two and a half over 56. I think. Um, so no, you, you think can't just go taking wrong. that half point either way is worth it? Get a boy, probably bring it to minus 130. At the end of the day, the in the last game the Buccaneers played, they threw three interceptions and. The other team had the ball first and goal down seven on their own seven-yard line, and they did four incompletions. Am I supposed to believe with a chance at overtime Patrick Mahomes has four incompletions from seven yards out? I mean, I understand it was Aaron Rodgers, but Patrick Mahomes two times in a row to the same team as well. I just I can't see it, you know. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is just like like you said before um, in the show, Colin, just a magician, you know, a gamer. Any situation where you know he's got enough time for two plays, just two plays he needs. That's it. You know, string together a little something. Just you know, he's fast enough to extend any play for you know a, any given amount of time. And um, you know, I just can't see him dropping this one. And I only think it's because they're going to get into their game. You know, I think if the Buccaneers could play a defensive style where, you know, Tommy only has to drop back, you know, 31, 32 times, you know, they get to hand the ball a few more times to Fournette and Jones, you know, 
and they get to play more of like a, uh, uh, you know, pace game, you know, where they're holding, you know, some clock and running some clock. I think they'd have a better chance, but, you know, the Chiefs are going to get into their game style, which is, you know, more a lot of possessions, you know, chance for Patrick to maybe get a few of those shot plays. So I just think, you know, that kind of all leans in the Chiefs' favor. You buy the half point, you know, minus 130, and you go Chiefs minus two and a half. All right, so you you were already teasing it before you even gave us your game pick, jumping the gun per usual. <laughs> um, yeah. What do you got at the over-under? Yeah, I'm going to go over 56. I just – Well, actually, uh, dumb question. You said it four times in a row. You definitely have the over, correct. but why? <laughs> um, Like I said, I think the Chiefs are just going to push the pace of play. You know, if the Buccaneers want to win, they're going to have to score a lot of points and – I think just right off the bat, you just think 56. That means, you know, Colin said it perfectly. 31-28 is a win, you know, for for all sides. Uh, you know, I think 28-27 even. Like just thinking like that, you know, a lot of a lot of touchdowns to be scored on the Chiefs side, and it's just a matter of what the Bucks provide. I don't think they're going to get blown out, so I think it's just a safe over right there. Yeah, I'll piggyback off that because I'm riding with you, Mike. Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm not going to be the guy who says barring the weather. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with my pick, but I would keep your eye on it because if it's you know a good Florida rainstorm, it could certainly change the way that the game's going to be played, and then you know it's even more advantage bucks you would think uh, with the heavy run game and the Chiefs' offensive line being so banged up. Uh, I'm going to go over for the reason that I think also. Uh, the Bucks will maybe get a turnover or two, uh, and I don't think that will necessarily come from Patrick Mahomes. They've been forcing fumbles at will, like once a game, basically. Forced the fumble on Jared Cook. That was a massive play in that game. Forced the fumble on Aaron Jones. Massive play in that game. Uh, they just have a, a knack for the ball right now, and they get that one or two turnovers. I think that helps the Bucks a little bit. Um, and I don't see a scenario where the Chiefs don't score, but, you know, three to four touchdowns and if it's three a couple field goals sprinkled in like the Chiefs have to be in the the 24 28 even 31 like I'd say more so 28 to 31 like I think the Chiefs are gonna score that many points despite how good the Bucks defense is um it's Patrick Mahomes it's try it's Travis Kelsey and it's Tyreek Hill it's just it's high speed at all times uh all, all gas no breaks so I, I think there's points there I think Brady will stick around enough uh I you know I don't, I don't know exactly how many points the Bucks are going to need to win this game. I think that's the big question, uh, how many points they'll need to score on offense because you know the Chiefs are getting their points. Uh, but even if they don't win this game, I think they're going to be in the game uh, You know, towards the end. It'll be a fourth quarter game, and then the game kind of slows down. Teams are getting more aggressive, and you know, maybe maybe you see some points. So uh, I'm going over 56, but like I said, watch for the, watch for the thunder and rainstorm. I'll go contrarian route. Uh, weather, no weather, no problem. Uh, I'm going under 56. Uh, and Life's too go, short, I'm, man. I'm gonna. I <laughs> listen. I agree. Um, I just think that anytime this many people agree that you're gonna see an offensive outburst and this, that, and the third, that yeah, I mean, the universe is bound to just backhand somebody at some point. You're, I mean, you might see a slop fest out there. You could see like statistically the worst game one of these teams has played all year i just think it's coming back around somewhere um you know but i mean more realistically though looking at the number i i see like a 30 to 24 final like i'm i'm right there with you colin that i think the chiefs are going to get around that 30 point range um i just think you might see a couple possessions where like tampa bay and, and you know arians could get sort of complacent where it's like all right, well, we've got to, like, maybe the 30-ish. We've got to get points here. Maybe here's, like, a couple conservative play calls, and we just take our field goal, and, and we go from there. I think that you might see a couple just happy-to-be-here scenarios where they get around the 30-ish, and it gets a little conservative, just barring the fact that you don't want to give the ball back to Mahomes from that point. Um, and, it, listen, we've seen some questionable coaching decisions, whether it's, you know, the Packers four times, they're going for it. The Bills, like, kicking questions, not going for it, going for it, kicking, not kicking. Like, it wouldn't be uncharacteristic to just sort of, you know, watch the Bucks go a little conservative and take points where they feel they can get them and not really 
push the envelope on it. So I think that 30-24 range might be somewhere that we could settle on. I'm going to take the under for that reason. Yeah, so just to wrap this up, uh, obviously we talk on real lines and real totals uh, for the over-under, but if you, you know, or I shouldn't say if you, if you're me, this is what I'm thinking. I think a, a great look on this weekend on the Super Bowl is to tease Bucks and tease over. And then it's, you know, Bucks, you got them plus nine. It's like you got to feel good about plus nine. You can lose by a touchdown, even if it comes down to that point where it's an eight-point game because you see that often enough where it's all they're going to need the two-point conversion, but then they never even end up getting the touchdown. Like, So if you can get them up to nine on a teaser and you can get that over under to 50 flat, uh, then 27-24 wins, and I feel like we got to see 27-24 or something close to that. Uh, I don't see a scenario where there's so many talented offensive players on the field, despite how many talented defensive players there are, where they don't score 50 points. So. Uh, I like personally, I, that might be my you know biggest play is to take Bucks and over on the teaser. Uh, real quick before we run through our uh, our prop bets for the game, I guess this is technically a prop bet, but MVP. I think we can all agree it's such a quarterback-driven league. Last uh, 10 Super Bowl MVPs, seven of them were quarterbacks. Uh, so obviously, you know, you sprinkle in a Malcolm Smith there for the Seahawks and Julian Edelman, and I believe Von Miller is the third um so it's possible to be somebody else it's not likely especially when it's Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady um but you know if if somebody makes just a crucial massive play it's always possible um so I think Mahomes is minus 120 not not much juice there I believe Brady is plus 200 uh which isn't bad two to one on Brady isn't bad like you know take Brady's a four-time Super Bowl MVP so that's not awful and then I would look, if you're looking for a little bit of value, I would look at Shaq Barrett or JPP. I think they're both coming in right now at about plus 4,500. Um, unlikely, yeah, but, like, it's possible, like, because we just talked about how hard it is to turn Mahomes over. If one of them has, you know, a big-time strip sack that gives the Bucks that field position they need to go get a big score – uh, add in a couple sacks, a few tackles, and you know you might have yourself an MVP trophy. So I think that's worth just a flyer, like especially if you're on FanDuel uh, and you can just throw a couple bucks on it or something like that. I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, and then Hill and Kelsey at plus one thousand. It is possible. Uh, it's not likely in a game like this, but you know Julian Edelman won the MVP, and the argument I always hear is, well, if a receiver is going to win it, the quarterback at all the yards and all the touchdown passes. So why would the quarterback just get it? And I kind of. You know, understand that, but um, I guess if you you get to a level where you're so far and away the best player on the field, you might have to get the MVP. And with Hill and Kelsey, that's always possible. So I'll look at them both at plus 1,000. Um, all right, I want to go to our best props. Uh, we all took a little time before the show to deliberate these. Uh, I know been a decently long episode, so we'll run through them pretty quickly. Uh, get you guys out of here, um, and you know, getting ready to watch the Super Bowl. Um, so I'll start with, we're going to do one. We just basically broke it down into our game props, like actual player props or, you know, over-unders on yards, touchdowns, whatever you get the gist. Um, and then our fun props, like, you know, everyone's got their Super Bowl prop sheet and some of the fun stuff. So we're going to look at some of those too. So I'll start us off with my game prop. Um, and it's one that I've liked all year. Uh, I don't have the number for you, but I'm sure you could figure it out because, for some reason, they never have raised it. It's just been in the 90s all year for Travis Kelsey receiving yards, and it'll continue to go over, and the line just has not adjusted enough because they keep thinking that you know the next team is the team that's going to figure out how to not give up 100 to both him and Tyreek Hill. Uh, it, if the Chiefs are going to go, Travis Kelsey's going to go. They go to him so much. Like he had, I think, 13 catches against the Bills. And to get to 100 yards, I mean, you get what? eight catches and you know because they're not all going to be sub 10 yard catches they'll have some short ones but he'll definitely have his 25 yard seam route over the middle and yards after the catch like you know Travis Kelsey's the type of player that when you see double digits on his yardage prop I don't care if it's week two or if it's the Super Bowl uh you ride that and you you think he's going to get the triple digits so it's been working for me all season I ain't going to shy away from it now you take it Mike all right um I mean, first of all, Colin, I think that's a tremendous one. Like you said, I think there's, you know, I don't want to say no shot, but 
like you said, if the Chiefs are going to play offense, Travis Kelsey's getting 10 targets. So, you know, you got to figure 10 targets. Heck, I take the catches, too. I don't even know what the catches are. I think in the AFC Championship, it was like eight, eight and a half or something. Take the over. Off the top of my head. Um, Yeah, he could get double-digit catches for sure. Yeah, I've got... um, I've got one for for Tom Brady over and um, over two and a half passing touchdowns plus one twenty four. So there's a little juice there. I kind of wanted to just ask what both of you guys thought. I mean, you know, two and a half touchdowns. Obviously, could you get a playoff, Lenny? Yeah, take one away from TV twelve. Yeah, that's what I'm nervous about. You know, Arians goal line, TB twelve calling his own number. You know, a handoff to Rojo or or playoff Lenny. I mean, you're dumb if at least once a series inside the ten you don't throw a fade to Mike Evans, like right? Like you you just have to be. You know, there's there's Tom Brady chucking a ball forty yards in there, and Chris Godwin doing you know USC flashbacks from the the Rose Bowl years ago, or maybe from two weeks ago in the NFC Championship. Whatever you want to, you know, to each their own, I guess, but. You know he's gonna go up there and get a few for for Tommy boy for you, Colin. I know you're you're gonna be excited to be following a nice uh, Tom Brady MVP. I'm sure you're hoping you know add to the shirt. Yeah, at at, at plus two hundred if you're if you're betting bucks, like if you're if you genuinely yeah, you believe well. in bucks, yeah, like I think it goes either way. Like if you're betting Chiefs, you take Mahomes too, like because is an eighty five percent chance, maybe even greater than that. That if the Chiefs win, it's Mahomes' trophy. Like he's going to be the MVP. Same thing with Brady. So that, yeah, that's definitely interesting. But hey, you know, if he's going to be the MVP, over two and a half touchdowns is a good place to start, Mike. So uh, I don't dislike it. Um, I could, uh, you know, I could see that two and maybe a rushing touchdown or two, and then you're disappointed. But uh, I like your aggression, and you know, anytime you're riding Tom, I'm going to be with you. I've got one that's going to feed well to that prop then, Mike, because we just talked about Brady passing touchdowns and didn't talk about, you know, a possible recipient of that Brady passing touchdown. Uh, I like Gronk anytime touchdown score plus 220. Um, First of all, I think that's great juice. Second of all, I think, you know, you're almost silly if you're not expecting like some gadget goal line play on like a shovel to Gronk on like a <laughs> and he like bulldozes his way in. Like, I don't know. I, I think that is actually likely. Like, I think you will definitely see either some sort of gadgetry near the goal line or I mean, like we've seen Gronk make plays down the field before. You could get a downfield Gronk touchdown, like maybe a deeper so oh, I mean, if it was shot. if it was scripted, like if sports are actually scripted, or if we're in that simulation that some people like to say we're in, Gronk is catching a touchdown yeah. in the Super Bowl, and, right? Like and you it's know. poetic. It's poetic. And who who has the Super Bowl? What network has the Super Bowl? Um, it's Nance and Romo, CBS. It's CBS. Yeah. So you know the CBS truck guys have eighty-seven hours of Gronk and Brady film ready to run. Plenty of B-roll there. (laughs) I mean, they are just living for it if that guy gets in the end zone. So, uh, I don't know. I think that's a good one to take. Plus 220, Gronk, anytime touchdown. Everyone can use some Fiesta and some Gronk spike in their life. Especially on Fiesta. Fiesta. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, yes. Brady did break back out the video where they're both like, "We ain't yeah. going no." And they did uh, the and, and made a good point. I don't know. Maybe uh, obviously we're we're just recording this now, so we're pre edits. Maybe we have to squeak back in a "We ain't going nowhere" either on the intro or outro of this podcast episode. Uh, last time the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, it was certainly a big part of our repertoire. And uh, I, I do recall saying back then that I'd never ask for another. Well, guess what? He's not even on my team, Anthony. I'm asking Ask for me. another. Pleading. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. All right, so let's snake back on our fun props. And you start us off with our fun props. We'll work back to me. Yes, sir. I think this might have been the one that we had the most fun talking about uh, a year ago. I'm going with the Gatorade prop. I feel like that is the most classic sort of like fun Super Bowl prop. Um, Folks, if you remember and if you're a loyal listener, we did have a Gatorade guy uh, last year. Um, Shout out to Chico, loyal listener to the pod. His friends, cousins, friends, uncles, sisters, brother, 
was working security <laughs> at the Super Bowl and saw supposedly saw the Gatorade truck come in with the red mix. Um, so I I threw probably more than I'd like to admit on this podcast on red Gatorade. Yeah, we thought we had our insider trading on the Gatorade Cup. I mean, listen, (laughs) Niners and Chiefs, right? You had both teams red. It made way too much sense, so I rode that. Um, They dumped it out. Andy Reid got hit with the most orange Gatorade you've ever seen in your life, the most citrus Gatorade you've ever seen in your life. Um, So lost that one. I'm circling the wagons back around. It's Revenge of the Red Gatorade at plus 250. Uh, And listen... Do I want to go with the same logic? They say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different result. These are two red teams. Like, <laughs> it's got to hit at some point. It has to hit at some point. I think, I don't know, man. The, the name of the episode might just be Super Bowl 55 Preview, Revenge of the Red Gatorade. That sounds like a children's book or something. It's got to be coming at some point. I, I'm going red. I'm going red. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I'm All not right. gonna lie, guys. I I think yellow, just because, like Ant said, two red teams, like a good complementary color, you know, picture perfect, little, you know, you, you want to be able to, you know, have some contrast in there. Yeah, so that's my thing, Mike. A little it's, yellow, it's two red teams. Now, does two red teams help or hurt us on red? Because if the background of the, you know, the jersey, I guess if the Ideally, the most ideal situation is if they had a crystal ball and the Bucks were going to win. The Bucks are wearing their white uniforms. The the red on the white uniform would, would be absolutely good. prime. Yeah, it would look great. Uh, so maybe maybe Gatorade's betting on Tom Brady. Who knows? Uh, by the way, Tom Brady and I. This is just off the top of my head. So if I'm wrong, if I'm one or two off, you, you can you know freak out on me. That's fine. Uh, I'll live with it. Um, but I think Tom Brady. In the nine Super Bowls he played in, I know he lost both Super Bowls to the Giants wearing the Navy Blue Patriots uniforms. Um, I think we lost to the Eagles wearing white. So I want to say six and one in white in the Super Bowl and oh and two in dark, the dark color. Well, you know, the blue for the Patriots and in this case, the the red for the Buccaneers. So. Uh, it's something I always remember as a Patriots fan. Every year you wanted to hear, okay, they're wearing white. All right, we're good. We're good. Like, So it's it's a stupid stat, but is the Super Bowl not about every stupid stat that you no, can find, uh, you know, known to man? All right, so I guess, I, I guess just because of the story and the odds that it needs to overcome, really, not just the, the Vegas odds, but the odds of, you know, thinking we had it last year. And Chico, we were like, Chico is a prophet. He he found the information that anytime you tell me you got a guy like I, I just believe you. Yeah, yeah. I believe you. So I, I'm going with the story. It is the revenge of Red Gatorade. Uh, I'll ride that with you, Anthony. I will ride that with you. One thousand percent. Excuse me. All right, Mike, give me your uh, give me your fun prop as we work our way uh, back here. All right. Well, um. I do have one fun prop. I kind of had like two game props where, you know, with the the odds, I think it could, you know, you could be one teetering fun slash, you know, actually <laughs> take it. Yeah, maybe like a half unit if you're into that kind of stuff. I'm not really sure. Um, I do. <laughs> Are like, you into that kind of stuff? Yeah. I like Patrick Mahomes anytime touchdown. I mean, you know, he had one last time. I think I was on it, and I picked it last year in the Super Bowl. It hit. Uh, I just, I don't know. I think, you know, near the goal line, it's tough to to cover, you know, five really good receivers and also have to worry about not letting the quarterback run out a few yards and just – you know, Patrick Mahomes' light jog or whatever, uh, you know, I forget one of the defensive coordinators. No, you can see one. it already. Him just, him like yeah, not just like nice reaching little, it. Yeah, just reaching out like for the pylon. Jogging yeah. And just, yeah, like a little. I know. I know. And then Mike. my other one, I, I don't know why I like it, but Miko Hardman plus 1,500 first touchdown of the Super Bowl because why wouldn't, you know, someone with, you know, no, by not, the way, that's a good one. Obviously, to us, but you know, I feel like for a Super Bowl, you know, 
like Ann said, anytime One that there's some passes. Yeah, you know, you've got a nice you little. Uh, yeah, I just feel <laughs> like you know, there will be a lot of money on like a Gronk or a, a Antonio Brown, Godwin, you know, all the names that you're thinking of, just for it to be me, Cole Hardman. Plus fifteen hundred is good, good juice, you know. All right, so those are Mike's fun props. Uh, Mike, I mean, you can't. We can't have you go without the anthem. Oh, correct. And now it's time for the uh, annual national anthem. Before we do it, before we do it, this is how it is working with Mike and Denzel. We were supposed to go one game prop, one fun prop. Mike then got back on the mic and told you he had two props written down. I'm looking at the sheet, folks. There are no less than four plays that Mike could talk about right now. About yes. Um, So this year, the national anthem is Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. I'm not going to lie, guys. I don't know much about either of the artists, except for the fact that Jasmine Sullivan has played one NHL venue and one NBA venue, both in the playoffs. And she went for 1 minute and 38 seconds and 1 minute and 44 seconds. Eric Church has never sang in a sporting event in his life. This is his debut right here. Super Bowl 55. The over-under is 1 minute and 59 seconds. Now, an important thing to factor in is that unlike last year was Gladys Knight and two years ago was Demi Lovato, if I'm correct. Or vice versa, I can't remember. Yeah, one of the two. I remember Gladys, though, really held out the last few notes, and, and the overbetters were going crazy. Now, in typical um, Mike Intento fashion, I have under written on the sheet. I think yeah, you guys can both the over. go. No, we, know. we know. Oh, yeah. You guys can both <laughs> Now that I'm thinking of it, both of those ladies, you know, very good. Obviously, you always see, you know, a last... Um, note held out for a few seconds, and that usually is a deciding factor. Neither of those ladies played an instrument. Eric Church is probably going to not be singing much and playing a guitar. So in order for him to really get a spotlight on his performance, there's going to be some emphasis on some random guitar. We're good for at least like a four to five second little strum in, like little sets. going two minutes and eight seconds. Go the over. I like it. I think with the guitar being added in, uh, I'm also pretty sure out of the last six Super Bowls, five have went over. Only Gladys didn't go over, and she missed it by maybe you know a second in there, two seconds. So and I mean it's been a, it's been a trying year. I think we just we need this. Uh, yeah. We need a passionate people anthem. Look, people look for the the um national anthem before a Super Bowl as unity. You know, bring the country together. You know, have a nice moment there. Two you know, minutes two, when they uh, when they get and it's like and the home of the and then sometimes they pause and the flyover comes and there's a few seconds right there. You know what I'm saying? Like and you catch your breath before you go Bruh, for friggin' thirty seconds or however long they hold that last note yeah, for. Who knows um, what jazz? Oh, I should sing the national anthem. I would go over. I'd take, I'd take four minutes because I would be forgetting the words every 10 seconds. Um, all right. So, Mike, with insightful national anthem analysis, uh, we would expect nothing less from you uh, at this point. Um, so I'll go for my fun props. Uh, Tails never fails. Uh, take Tails and the coin flip. I have no analysis for that. Tails never fails. That's what I got for you. Um, and I'm going to go first play run. I think it's probably about even. Uh, but I would think if the Bucks win the coin toss, you know, usually the 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 new thing kind of is to defer and, and take the ball in the second half. But I think against the Chiefs, um, obviously I always go back to Patriots games. But when the Patriots got the ball first in Arrowhead in the AFC Championship, they had a seven-minute drive. Uh, on screen passes and running the ball, basically. So uh, I think that's the the strategy. You don't want to let the Chiefs get out there, immediately be down 7 nothing, immediately have them find their groove. Um, I think you want to make the Chiefs play defense first. Um, and I think if the Chiefs win, they might defer 
and trust their defense and say, okay, we want to get the ball at halftime. Um, so I'm going to say first play run solely because I'm anticipating the Bucks get the ball first. If the Bucks get the ball first, I think they put it in either Rojo or Fournette's chest in the first play. So if you guys are following at home, Colin Kanata just gave you an unbelievable three-leg parlay that could be over. I mean, it could win before 60 seconds are off the game clock. If you go tails, Bucks to receive, and first play run, I mean, you're up money before we get to the 14-minute mark. <laughs> that is a great point. I actually, I, I like that same game. I like, I don't hate that. I, it comes down, it comes down to tails, really. I think. I Honestly, I think, I think bucks to receive and first play run are good bets. You've got I, something I like, cooking. I like them. All right. Um, with that being said, I think we're gonna wrap it up been a lot of fun being back i missed you guys i missed getting on here and doing this um so always a good time especially when it's the super bowl uh and you have such a great matchup uh so much to talk about we could have talked about it for hours but guess what we'll continue to talk about it for hours leading up to the game uh we're gonna you know get get as much as we can out of this because then we're into the off season uh what should be an interesting off season for both uh you know, Patriot fan and Jets fans there. Um, hopefully better things coming for both franchises, but we shall see. Um, we'll be, you know, back on some type of schedule. Like I said, uh, it's not that we don't love doing it. It's not that there's nothing to talk about. There's plenty to talk about. Uh, just, you know, trying to get our ducks in a row and, and keep executing here in the job market uh, and at school. So uh, we appreciate everyone bearing with us. We appreciate anyone who made it to this point of the episode, taking the time uh, to get ready for the Super Bowl with us. So I'll say it. Go Tom Brady. Add one to my shirt. Uh, I love the guy. I'll continue to love the guy. I think he has what it takes. Um, but Patrick Mahomes, you guys will be riding Patrick Mahomes, and that's not a bad guy to ride either at this point. So uh, I guess we'll go out by saying the same thing we've been saying. New kid on the block versus the old goat. The best right now versus the best ever. Uh, can't be better than that. Uh, so we thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll certainly be back to talk about who won the Super Bowl, get into some NBA stuff, get into some MLB offseason stuff, get into all the other things uh, that are coming up. But we wanted to do a fully Super Bowl episode for you guys. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy the game on Sunday. Uh, obviously, be safe. Don't go uh, have a 200-person Super Bowl party, but enjoy the game as much as you can for the crazy year that we have. Uh, be thankful we have such a good Super Bowl, and we will catch you all again soon.